With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report. Here on Facebook Live, Spotify, TalkShoe, Breaker, all kinds of podcasts that we're on. You can hear us on a lot of different podcasts. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining along, joining me this week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, how's it going? Hey, Uh, so Monday Night Raw, another uh, like I said, you know, another another okay show. I thought it was I thought it was okay this week. Uh, nothing. Uh, oh my God or holy shit type, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good show. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess uh, also on Monday Night Raw, I noticed that Jeff Hardy did uh, did some double duty. Two matches that night. J- J- Jason or Jackson Riker, I believe his name is Jackson or Jason Riker, and he also beat Elias. I didn't realize that uh, Riker was still wrestling. Yeah, he's been back for a while. He's part of the he's part of the Forgotten Sons. Well, he was part of the Forgotten Sons. I guess I don't know if they're. Right. Uh, yeah. Hey, Rick. Thanks for tuning in. The other two, the other two guys, um, are, are with Baron Corbin and something or other of the wolves or some crap like that. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. So, Rick Del Santo from PWZ is joining us. How you doing, Rick? So, um, yeah. So it's good. It was a, uh, you know, it was an okay show. Like I said, I mean, it was you know the Randy Orton Triple H. Thing to start off. I mean, did you did you know or did you expect Triple H was going to be performing that night, or was it? Yeah, I sent the I sent the spoiler to our top rope chat for you, um, Little Mug, and DJ to comment on that. You know, he was more than likely going to perform um, in a match on Raw. And and that's due to as soon as he got as soon as he got interrupted by Randy Orton, you knew that's what the match was going to be. Yeah, and uh, do you think that they that the purpose for that was because of Drew McIntyre being tested for COVID? Oh, three minutes in the show, and you're finally bringing that up. I would have thought that would have been the first thing you brought up in <laughs> reference to Monday Night Raw, um, as huge of a circumstance that it was. Right, man. <clears throat> Yeah, Drew McIntyre being tested for COVID nineteen. Uh, testing positive. Yeah, te- testing positive for COVID nineteen. Um, hopefully, he will be ready to go for uh, the Royal Rumble. We know how serious it can be. We know he has to quarantine for fourteen days, and you know we just hope that everything will go okay for him and okay with him. 
But um, let's just go on the outside and say if he doesn't make the Royal Rumble, what's the W? Well, I mean, the Royal Rumbles, I mean, today's the 14th of January, so it's 17 days away from today. Yeah. So, and if you go back to, we don't, they announced it Monday that he had tested positive, but he could have tested positive for it the previous Wednesday. Right. Um, they just announced it um, on Monday. He could have gotten tested on Friday and not gotten results till Saturday. And they, So we don't know when exactly he tested positive, but even if he p- tested positive on, took the test and tested positive on Monday, that would be the 11th. So he be cleared to be back for the go-home show on the 25th. No, okay. So I, unless he gets drastically sick from the disease, which is a possibility, yeah. I don't think there's any circumstance that he won't be um, at the Royal Rumble. Right. But you never know. I mean... It can go either way with this uh, COVID nineteen. You never know what could happen. I mean, he could he could quarantine for fourteen days and come out, and after fourteen days, be just fine. Well, he said on Monday night that he wasn't feeling any symptoms. Yeah, but At you know, all. just a precautionary so, measure. Want to keep everybody safe. Well, yeah. I mean, you test positive. I don't care who you are. You test positive. You need to to isolate and self quarantine yourself. Yep. Absolutely. You know. Yep. So anybody out there wanted to give us a call with any questions or comments, you can give us a call 605-562-0444. Show ID number is 141457. Uh, give us a call here with any questions or comments, or just check us out on Facebook Live right now. Don Kincaid watching. Hey, Don, welcome. Um, yeah, so it's uh, – it was a pretty, uh, like I said, it was a, it was a pretty okay show. Um, there was really nothing that I, I wanted to see the Randy Orton Triple H match or fight rather, um, just to see. Well, what do you mean? What the Randy Orton Triple H? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, when I when I found out that Drew McIntyre wasn't going to be there, and then Triple H accepted, um, accepted the challenge in the back. It was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, Triple H was going to accept anyway because he's not going to really, he's not going to back down. But <clears throat> I was really hoping that I wanted to see that, and I got a chance to, and it was actually uh, a pretty decent fight. I don't think so at all. No. No, not at all. There was nothing. It was nothing. It was four minutes of of little action in the ring. Then Triple H was outside the ring, and then he got his sledgehammer. The sledgehammer was on fire. The lights went out. Alexa Bliss is in the ring. There, there was nothing. You wasted an appearance by Triple H by putting him in this match against Randy Orton. If you were going to do a Triple H and Randy Orton fight or match, then you shouldn't have added MVP fighting Riddle. And you would have saved five minutes. You could have given them ten. Maybe, you know, they were doing it to protect him. I mean, I don't know what type of shape he's in. He never 
he didn't take his t-shirt off right so you don't know maybe maybe he's got a little bit more around the waist who knows yep but give me something don't right. just do what you did and i think it was just a waste of time to have triple h in that I would have rather have seen a five-minute interaction verbally between Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss than what we got in a Triple H Randy Orton. Yeah, uh, okay, I, I can kind of agree with you on that point. I mean, it could, it would have been, yeah, I mean, take away from the Matt, Har the, yeah, Matt Hardy, the Matt Riddle, or Riddle rather, and uh, MVP, and, you know, just do away with that and give the extra time to those guys and, you know, and just like you said, with the verbal confrontation, they, Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss were having quite the verbal confrontation that last time. Right. Because right. They're, Do something to follow up on that. Right. They're, yeah. they're great on the mic, um, both of them. And the, the only thing that, I mean, I understand your situation um, you know, you don't have cable, so you can't watch Monday Night Raw live. Um, and Hulu doesn't show you everything. They show you what an hour and a half worth yeah. of the three-hour show. Yep. So you're seeing what is the better half of Monday Night Raw. Oh, okay. So when you only watch the highlights that Hulu shows and you say it's a, a you know, better than decent show, you're, you're not seeing the hour and a half of, I mean, once again, T-Bar versus Xavier Woods, um, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Um, did they show the Drew Gulak, AJ Styles match? Uh, yes, they did. That was 38 seconds of your life wasted. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's just there's so much. The only good part of the show to me, okay, the, the segment in the beginning, okay, maybe that was kind of good. But the only good part of the show was the Keith Lee Sheamus match, not the tag match against Miz and, against Miz and Morrison. That was okay, but the match between Keith Lee and Sheamus to me was the only good thing. Twelve minutes with yeah. a commercial break of a three-hour show. Yep, I I totally agree. That was that was a really good match. I enjoyed watching that match. Um, was I surprised that Keith Lee won? Um, no. Was I surprised that he pinned Sheamus? Yeah. You know, as, you know, Keith Lee is, you know, he's still new to the roster, but he's to the main roster. He's been wrestling for a while now, but Sheamus is a seasoned veteran. I mean, you know, former, former multiple time champion. Um, I was surprised that Keith Lee pinned him. Why? Because it's, it's just for, for just the reasons I said. I mean, you know, Sheamus is a multiple-time champion. Keith Lee, you know, he's still new to the main roster. He's good. He's strong. He's powerful. Very agile for a guy his size. And I, I kind of figured he would win. I was just surprised that he pinned him. 
How else would he have won? Could have won on a disqualification. Could have won on a countout. But then that would have lessened the match. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sheamus is a proven, solidified WWE superstar. Right. You're trying to build Keith Lee. Keith Lee has to win in that fight. Right, because if he had won in that, right, if he had won in any other fashion, it would have lessened, it would have lessened the match they had, and lessened Sheamus as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, taking a cheap count out loss, if you're gonna give him a loss, let him get beat, and then, you know, he extends the hand at the end of the match, and Sheamus knocks the hand out of the way and gives him a bro hug. You know what I mean? It, it furthers the storyline between the two of them. Yep. So Monday Night Raw, you know, I think the matches that I saw on Hulu. Uh, let me ask your opinion on on this. Do you think they dropped the ball in certain spots again? And they went up against they went up against college football, right? Huh? They went up against college football, right? Yeah. So the rating, I mean, they had one point nine million viewers rather than two point one. Oh. Um, uh, you know, the the good thing for Monday Night Raw is, I mean, like, I was watching, because I record Monday Night Raw, um, I was watching College Football Championship, and then, you know, first quarter, I it was over. To me, the game was over. Um, so I turned over to Raw. It was, it was a non-competitive game. I mean... Alabama wound up winning, uh, was it, 52 to 24 or something like that. And, uh, you know, 35-10 at the halftime, there was, you know, at no point did I think that, you know, they were going to lose. Um, so I just, I, I turned back over Monday Night Raw. Right. And so I think they got the, the help of that. But once again, the worst hour was the third hour, that 10 to 11 o'clock hour. They're just not holding their fans for the entire show. They're not giving them something to grab onto to watch for the last hour. I can, I can understand that. Another question I want to, I want to talk to you about and get your opinion on it is what the hell is Ric Flair doing? It's, it's, it's stupid. It's just, I know. W I mean, God, especially when all around social media, um, Lacey Evans is not shy to talk about her being a Marine, um, being married, having, a, you know, being the wife of a service man um and we saw the interaction with her daughter with you know with, with sasha banks i mean there's there's no surprise about that and they're just rehashing a storyline that really didn't work 15 or so years ago um with dawn marie flirting and kissing um tori wilson's father on the cheek yeah. you know they just it's like, oh, you know what? I can't think of something new. Let's just pull something from, from you know, that, that we did in the past that didn't work and 
we'll just try and make it better. Now, do you think this is this is part of the WWE's way to get Lacey Evans a little bit more into the spotlight? Well, we have to do something because I mean her her in-ring ability has seemed to that maybe it was just a fascination of her when she first came in. Um, but her performance has seemed to have declined since she first came in, um, as opposed to getting better. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think the match against Charlotte was a horrible match, but it wasn't that good. I mean, even Ric Flair's attempt to trip Charlotte was messy and sloppy. Yep. And then he held her foot down on the apron under the rope. Right. So it's not like Charlotte to put her foot on the rope and he pulled the rope away or blocked her foot. <coughs> yep. He held her foot down under the rope. Right. And I so when I first saw that, I thought we were going to see the ref take a look and Rick Flair was going to point that her foot was under the rope. And the match was was going to continue. Yep, and I'd have to say out of a out of a five star, I I gave that match two and a half. If that. Yeah, I I you mean. Gave it the extra half because it was Charlotte wrestling. Right. And it probably gave it two and a half stars to any match. Charlotte could wrestle a mop, and you'd probably give it a two and a half star match. Yep. And the thing is, you know. I just don't know what WWE, I mean, is this WWE's way of letting Ric Flair come back on a full-time basis but not be physical? Well, probably. I mean, because he's what, 70? Ric Flair something to do, put him in a stupid storyline, because that's what it is. It's, you know, it's not... It's just not a realistic storyline. Right. Absolutely. I, I agree. I mean, I don't think that they would come close to doing anything like that on SmackDown. And and if they did, I, I mean, mean, who would they do it with? Right. Exactly. You know, you've got Charlotte, who's a tag team champion now. She's got a thing going with Lacey Evans, whether it's singles or whether it's tag team. And now Charlotte's dad is thrust into this, and I I just don't know where WWE is going with it. Right. So, but yeah, like we said at the top of the show, we got uh, 17 more days to go till the Royal Rumble. Um, uh, and, and like I said, I don't get a chance to see all of Monday Night Raw. Was there anybody else that declared themselves for the Rumble? Um, two women. Um, Dana Brooke and um, Mandy Rose. So that'll make six women. And then on TMZ, The Miz declared. So there's now six men and six women, uh, which is 17 days left to go for the Royal Rumble that are officially in the Royal Rumble. Okay. All right. Yeah, like I said, another thing, too, that I saw was uh, the Jeff Hardy Jackson Riker match. And then. When I came back to watch it again from 
you know, going out to, you know, have a quick smoke or run to the bathroom or something. I come back and Jeff Hardy's fighting Elias. Right. And it's like. Because originally, originally, Jeff Hardy was supposed to fight Elias, but Elias couldn't perform due to an undisclosed injury that he got. Um, sorry, I just got a private message sent to me, distracted. Okay. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, and, and you know, playing his guitar. Um, that's why he had his thumb taped up. So Jackson Riker fought him instead, and I mean, beat Jeff Hardy rather quickly. Yeah. And then as Jeff Hardy and Elias are walking up the ramp, Jeff Hardy said something to Elias um, and challenged him to a match, and that's when Elias came down and lost to Jeff Hardy. Okay. Which doesn't. You know, doesn't make sense. I mean, I told Jackson Riker not to get involved in any way, no matter what, don't get involved. Right. And then he yelled at Jackson Riker after the match for not getting involved. Yep. Writing on the wall, that's the next feud that Elias is going to have after Jeff Hardy is Jackson Riker. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Um, yeah, and getting back to the Drew McIntyre situation, you know, like we said, he did accept Goldberg's challenge. <laughs> um, I just don't know. I just don't know about this match. I mean, is WWE going to really, really put the title back on Goldberg again? And Well, if you believe um, some of the crappy – she, I mean, dirt sheets. <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre isn't going to be fighting Goldberg. Um, WWE is going to take the, the advantage, or I'll say advantage in quotes that Drew McIntyre tested positive, force him to relinquish the belt and give it to Goldberg as the champion. Then Gold, then Roman Reigns enters the Men's Royal Rumble, which will main event the Royal Rumble pay-per-view after winning his match against Adam Pearce, go on to win the Royal Rumble, and then defeat Goldberg in a unification belt match at WrestleMania. And then find out after WrestleMania, they're going to announce a draft. And then at the draft, this is this is the whole elaborate thing. At the draft, they're going to announce that all superstars are available to go to all three brands. In essence, bringing up every NXT talent to just make one massive roster for all three shows. Okay. And... Do you think that's what the WWE needs to do to put some spark back into some of their shows, or do you think it'll ruin some of the shows? Well, I mean, you can't, you can't do anything worse to Monday Night Raw. Right. I don't think you can do much worse. Um, I think it would destroy NXT because a lot of the reason why there's such a, a following on NXT I think it's because 
they're separate. You know, they're their own little brand. Um, and then I think it would worsen um, SmackDown because I think WWE would get back into the place of where you're going to see not only the same things every week on Raw or the same things every week on SmackDown, you're going to see the same thing on Raw and SmackDown every week. Yep. I uh, just got a message from Gary Ware. Still think Macho Man was a great entertainer in the wrestling world, the best. Well, can't can't deny that. I mean, Macho Man was one of the best. And, yeah, uh, but I mean, he doesn't even for me. Um, and I I was a I was a Macho Man fan back in the day, um, but I wouldn't even consider him top five. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe top ten. Maybe. Okay. I can see. All right. So I just want to say hello to Jacob out there for tuning in, and also want to let uh, our viewers know that next week uh, we will be joined live. Uh, Live here at the Top Rope Report by PAPW wrestler Big Jim Anderson. Uh, Jim's got a... That's next week? The 24th, yeah. It's a week, yeah, it's, I, oh, set, I okay. set it up the week before the Rumble. I told you that. That's 10 days from today, so I consider that two weeks. But oh, all right. That that's, goes back to our this week versus next week. Right. Okay. You say potato. In you say potato. I say potato. In you ten days. In Just ten days. Just say on the twenty fourth, and, and there's no disputing right. if that's next week or the week after. On January twenty fourth, we will be joined on on the Top Rope Report by PAPW wrestler Big Jim Anderson. Um, most people don't know Big Jim had uh, surgery on his back. His final surgery. This could be the last hurrah for Big Jim Anderson. So we're gonna, you know, um, as being the investigative reporters that we are, gonna put the the questions to him and ask him if this is his last run. So definitely want to tune in and listen to what Big Jim Anderson has to say, January twenty fourth on the Top Rope Report. So um, yeah, let's talk a little uh, NXT. Did you happen to see NXT last? Uh, Last night, Greg? Um, technically, last night, depending on when night turns to, you know, late at night turns into early this morning. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. I did see parts of it. Um, okay. The MSK, they made their debut pretty uh, impressively. Um, Dexter Loomis match. Eh. I only saw the ending of it. I didn't see the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, Austin Theory got involved, so it was a distraction. Um, and then afterwards, Dexter Loomis was choking Austin Theory, and I'm still trying to figure out why that little sissy of a kick that Gargano tapped him on the back would cause Dexter Loomis to break his hold. Right. Um, it was either a, a horrible selling job or really 
just yep what sorry that's the, the door is open so I, I heard something and thought something was calling me for some reason oh okay yeah so that was that was a pretty lame kick Shotzi Blackheart match. I was just going to say. Two things. One, Shotzi. Well, I'll say three things. First, Shotzi wasn't as bad in the match as I've seen her in in the past. Yep. Two, Candice LeRae just doesn't do it for me performing in the ring. I don't know what. You specifically think is so great about her, and why you think she's next in line to either be called up or be the next champion. And three, they they need to stop showing Indy Hartwell because she is uglier than almost any other horse face person I've ever seen in my life. She, she's a butterface. Oh, not even. Dude. I, I mean, I don't even. I can't get past the shoulders. Yeah. It's just she comes out there and like her mouth is like wide open with you know her her teeth hanging out. I want to give her a sugar cube. Yeah. I feel like you're watching an you episode know? of Mr. Ed. And she's not a good in ring performer. No, she's either. awful. She's awful. Not even close. Yeah. I mean, she can't sell. A lot of botches in her mind. Granted, she is new, but I mean, at least when you're training, learn something. You know? So, and uh, looking at the time here, I just want to let everybody know that it is that time for the show. It is my favorite part of the show. We hope it's yours as well. It is that time for Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. Well, thank you. Um, just, I don't know if we're going to continue talking about NXT or not um, after yep. this, but I'll bring up the MSK. Um, it was the debut of, of a tag team, I guess, uh, a fairly highly recruited tag team by both AEW and WWE. Um, the Rascals used to be part of TNA. Contracts ran out and they wanted to, to go somewhere else. And WWE was able to snag them up. And then, you know, they, they did. I mean, okay. I mean, I'd like to see them in, um, you know, a match against a better team. I mean, I don't even know much about Jake Atlas or Isaiah Swerve Scott. Right. Um, or, as I like to say, um, I think Isaiah Swerve Scott. Leon Ruff and Leo Rush are all brothers from another mother. <laughs> they all resemble each other, but their in-ring styles are all very, very similar. Yeah. Um, you know, too much of one thing is is not good. Um, they had the. Uh, well, I mean, I'll wait for the other part of it because it kind of leads in into my rant. So we'll wait for more for that. Um, we talk about the Royal Rumble. 
and read an article that says there are three and only three surprise entrants. What the fuck? Um, that if they are in the Royal Rumble, can actually win the Royal Rumble. I mean, there's always surprises. I mean, Booker T comes in, you know, he's not going to win. Right. You know, we've seen Kevin Nash come in, you know, he's not going to win. Right. Um, but they say um, that if these three enter the Royal Rumble, give them a better than average shot at winning a Royal Rumble. Um, for the men, it's Brock Lesnar. They say if Brock Lesnar is a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble, it's two to one odds that Brock Lesnar wins. And then goes on to fight um, either Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania. They list two women. One, eh, kind of obvious, and that's Rhea Ripley. If you see Rhea Ripley, um, Enter the Royal Rumble, she's got three to one odds to win the Royal Rumble. Um, that scenario they lay out that Charlotte and Oscar wind up going head to head, and Charlotte wins the Raw title, and then that's when um, Rhea Ripley then decides to challenge Charlotte. Um, or they say, or Rhea Ripley defeats Asuka at WrestleMania and then starts a feud with Charlotte culminating at SummerSlam. And then the next one I want to ask your opinion on as do you think um, odds of it actually happening? And if it did happen, realistically, do you think she would win the Royal Rumble? Okay. And that is Tessa Blanchard. If Tessa Blanchard is a surprise entry to the Royal Rumble, this article I read lays it out that she challenges Sasha Banks for the title at WrestleMania because she will win the Royal Rumble. Okay. Now. So, A, a do you think that there's a possibility? Or what are your what on, on a scale of likely where you know like one of those surveys um, zero is never ever 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 gonna happen to ten being absolutely locking in that it happens on a scale of one to ten where do you think it would be seven so you think it's a, a, a very good possibility that Tessa Blanchard would be is going to be a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble this year? Yeah. Have you ever seen Have you seen Tessa Blanchard wrestle? Yes. Yeah. I believe um, I believe there's a good possibility she could be a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. Wow. Okay. I would have given it about. I'd say the same as your five star question, two and a half. Um, because I don't think. There's any place for Tessa Blanchard and her ego in WWE. I don't. I, I don't see okay. her. Um, but 
she did enter the Royal Rumble. Um, where would you put her in, like, the pecking order of chances to win it? Um, I would say she would probably be maybe in the final six. And then she'll get eliminated before the final four, and that's what—that's where I see it. Oh, okay. Are you hey. chewing, Gary? Where are you chewing gum? LOL. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to pull up the other before my rant. Okay. Uh, Just it. No. Oh, that's right. I took a picture of it. A <laughs> couple things. Um, one, we talked about Drew McIntyre um, testing positive for COVID 19. I mean, others in the WWE have um, Caleb Braxton, Renee Young. Yep. But we have, uh, and this is weird when I read this article. As the headline of the article was WWE legend diagnosed or test positive for COVID-19. Right. Um, and then later on, it says that this was the first WWE legend to test positive. And I'm like, wait a minute. Um, the report is Axe, formerly of Demolition. Um, his real name, I don't remember. Bill Udy. Um, yes, Bill something? Bill Udy. Yes. Or Bill Edy, um, Bill Edy, excuse me. Tested positive. Um, and they wish him well. And then later on in the article, it actually corrects itself and saying correction. Mick Foley was the first WWE legend to come out saying that. Oh, fuck you. Um, positive for COVID 19. I was just an asshole at the hall yelling at me because I'm not in my. Uh, I left the hallway. Um, so we just want to you know, give best wishes to, to Axe. Uh, absolutely. Um, and then last night it was announced um, during the Dusty Rhodes tournament that the men are in. Um, they released all um, 16 teams and brackets and all this. Yep. They announced that there are, is going to be a women's Dusty Road Cup. Where the first four teams in it are Candice LeRae and Horseface, Harwell, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, um, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, and then Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Those are the first four Ooh. teams announced. That's a good team. Now, my my thing, and this is this is another reason why if they combine NXT 
with Raw and SmackDown, um, I definitely think it would be a bad thing because obviously with NXT, they do have a favorable tag team division. Yep. And we know Raw and SmackDown do not. Right. I, I, so I don't know if it's Triple H's influence on NXT versus Vince McMahon's only on Raw and SmackDown, but they really, really look like they're almost making NXT its own brand. Right. Um, to, I mean, focusing on tag teams. I mean, you have less and less talent coming from NXT to the main rosters. I mean, we haven't had anybody come up. I mean, we had two guys come up in a, in a storyline um, and then go back down. I mean, Champa and Gargano. Yep. Um, did they, I don't know, did you see the in-ring interview with Tommaso Champa and Timothy Thatcher? No, I didn't. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. It was, I mean. They're supposed like to have a pit match Tommaso, or something? I like Tommaso Champa as a wrestler. Just don't put him on a mic. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to have a pit match or something? Yeah, that, that they couldn't have last week due to an undisclosed injury to Timothy Thatcher. And Tommaso Ciampa literally asked him, you know, just not being coy or anything, but can you, can you tell us what the injury was? And I put more behind my asking that question <laughs> than he did. Yeah. But that's not what Rand is about. Is it's time for the for WWE to get rid of the small, the Raw SmackDown title, the Raw tag title, sorry, and the SmackDown tag titles. Make it one title, just like they have for the women, and let all three brands try to represent it. Okay. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Same thing with the women. The tag titles can be defended on any brand. You know, the week that Sasha and Bailey won their title, they defended it on Raw, then went to NXT, and then showed up on Friday Night SmackDown. Yep. I would love to see, you know, I missed the fact that I didn't get to see it in NXT. But I I wouldn't mind seeing Undisputed Era versus Street Profits. I was just about to ask you, who do you think they would have in, uh, as tag team, uh, like, finalists to go for the title? Oh, I... I don't know. Um, I think I think uh, Undisputed Era and New Day would be a good match as well. Yeah, yeah. Tied, kind of done with the New Day, honestly. Um, I'm still I'm still waiting for uh, Jimmy Uso to come back. Yeah. Because the Usos are on SmackDown. Yep. And so are the Street Profits, and I can see that being one hell of a match. Oh, yeah, that would be tremendous. Um, I, you know, I just... Yep, that would be great. But I think they, they need to do something 
with the tag division. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, once again, you look at SmackDown and you see the Street Profits every week. Rude and Ziggler just beat the Street Profits, but you saw them. We didn't even see the Raw Tag Champions this week. And it was a three-hour show where they had wrestlers wrestle in two matches. Yep. You know, Equally and Sheamus were in two matches. Riddle was in two matches. Jeff Hardy was in two matches. My life was wasted for seven minutes in the Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Yep. Uh, I mean... I, I think that the tag division in NXT is much better than on Raw and or SmackDown. And I think if you're not going to have one title for the three, then bring up a couple teams from NXT and put them on Raw. Yep, totally, totally, a thousand percent agree. I totally agree. Um, the, the tag team division... I believe, in my opinion, the tag team division in WWE, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, really has been weak for the last six, seven months. Well, part of it, you can't, I mean, you have, you know, a couple of good teams, but, I mean, we had, um, oh, my gosh, I might as well blend Eric and Ivar. Yep. The Viking Raiders um, out and not being able to form due to injuries. We have, once again, Jimmy Uso out. Yep. So the Uso haven't been able to perform. I mean, they have had some, I mean, as odd as it was, Cesaro and Nakamura being together. I mean, they've had some decent tag teams. They've just either fell apart did something stupid like the forgotten sons yep and or and one just you know got yep. injured and one specific team that comes to mind is aop i mean oh, yeah, they, aop yeah. just did absolutely nothing did they have anything for them yes and no but they just did absolutely nothing well anytime they had something for them one they, of them got hurt yep you know, they came up and they started to make a little name for themselves. Um, and then, you know, one of them got hurt. Uh, Occam first, maybe. And then when he came back, they started to do a little something, aligned themselves with Seth Rollins. Um, and then Razor got hurt. And then just a day, like, or two or three or four after he was, or maybe it was a week or two, after he was cleared to perform, they got let go, and WWE's massive, you know, whatever you want to call it, furlough, yeah. letting people go that they had because of COVID. Yep. Has there been any word on a Viking Raiders return? Not that I've seen lately. No. And another thing that I'm trying to figure out is, I understand they don't have anything for him right now, but can they at least try try and do something with Aleister Black? What a waste. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. Alistair yeah. Black is Alistair Black is a tremendous talent. And what a waste having him. I mean, I think he pissed off somebody in the office. And, you know, I heard he was very vocal when they got rid of uh, his wife there. Um, what the hell was her name? Tells you how important she was to the roster. You can't even remember her name. Right. I know her as Thea Trinidad. But, um right. Yeah, and I think he pissed. I think he pissed off somebody in the organization when they got rid of her, and they just don't have anything for him, and that's that's pretty sad because they're just wa- they're just wasting him. Put him into that whole Ray Mysterio, Seth Rollins thing with the eye, and you know he started posting posting on social media. You know about coming back and being missed, being that, and showed him with an eye patch and. Yep. They, they were starting a program with him and Kevin Owens, and that fizzled yeah. out. Yep. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, though. If they if they had kept him on, do you think he would have been any kind of factor in Kevin Owens Roman Reigns? No. 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 Okay. I think he would have been. Right now, if he stayed on, I think he was on SmackDown. I think they had moved him to SmackDown, didn't they? Or yeah, they moved him with um, Selena Vega. Um, they moved him. They moved him over there while she was there. Because I guess for some, excuse me, I guess for some strange reason, WWE was. Selena Vega was feuding with Oscar. Oh, yeah, she was on Raw. That's right. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, that mid-level title, he would make the perfect um, face to challenge Bobby Lashley. I was just or thinking that. Perfect, or the perfect heel to challenge Big E. Yep. I was just thinking that. that. I was just thinking that exact same thing. It would have been a great program with either one of them. But instead, we have... Riddle going up against Bobby Lashley. And Sami Zayn. Alistair Black. Yep. And they are, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bobby Lashley is a great wrestler. I think Bobby Lashley is um, eventually, in my opinion, I think eventually he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. But they're just making him look way too strong. By putting him in the ring with these guys that he should be annihilating in 30 seconds. I mean, I saw him again. So they're making him look too strong because of that? No, they're making they're making him look strong. Matt, I've always I've always thought that Riddle wasn't a bad wrestler. He's not great. I think I just, I just, I just hate his character. Yeah, I think he's Absolutely. I don't think he's that great on the mic. He's got to get rid of that bro dude and and all that other stuff. But that's the fascination that people have with him. Right. Just like people loved, you know, Bozo and Big Ass. I couldn't stand Enzo. I could not stand him at all, but people loved him. Yep. And it's just something that 
I mean, WWE has taken certain people and they're just not doing anything with them or they have them in the wrong spots and they just need to... I think think the whole thing with Alistair Black goes back to once Zelina Vega um, left. Um, He had requested to go back down to NXT because he wasn't really doing anything on the main roster. And they said no. So I don't know what terms are in his contract. Um, You know, I go back to the whole, you know, Rey Mysterio, uh, even Jeff Hardy before he resigned. In their contracts, if they weren't performing, Unless they were injured and weren't performing, but if they just weren't performing, their contract paused. They had to perform for, you know, 730 days. And if they took two weeks off for a honeymoon, then you know what? You still had 730 days you had to work. You know, they would get their vacation and get their time off, but... So I, I don't know if that's something Alistair Black has where they can just, you know, hey, I'm just going to let you sit at home. I'm not paying you. You're still under contract. You can't do anything else. And when we feel like using you or you feel like yep. doing what we want you to do, you know, your contract restarts. Well, they got to know. Yep. Obviously, that's just, you know, a speculation and, yep. you know, um, hypothesis, if you want to say. And the whole thing with WWE is – whether they use you or not, or whether you sit home or not, you're still getting paid. And that's the thing I... Not, yeah, they got guaranteed contracts. No, no, not people that, that, that have... Not everybody has a guaranteed contract. Some people have a performance-based contract. Well, they are paid to perform X amount of days. And if you don't perform X amount of days... Do something that you choose. You're not getting paid. So well, I, everybody has. I know at one point. I know at one point, Ray Mysterio had a guaranteed contract, and he sat home for two years and got paid by the WWE. That must have been part of his contract. That it's a guaranteed contract, and whether he performed or not, he still got paid. Well, the reason why he couldn't perform anywhere else was because he wasn't fulfilling his contractual duties. He wasn't. Yeah, he was under contract with WWE, but they weren't paying him because he didn't want to perform. Okay. Same thing with uh, Kyrie Sane. She's under WWE contract. She decided to go home to Japan to be with her her husband and, and family. She can't, she's got a contract she needs to fulfill. She's not fulfilling that contract because she's over in Japan. She can't wrestle for a big show that they want to have, a Wrestle Kingdom show or something out in Japan because she's not fulfilled her contractual duties with WWE. Okay. That's right. You don't feel, you, you get. I mean, you know, you got that two-year contract. You got to fulfill all your dates in two years. 
or you can't do anything else or go anywhere else. But once again, some of the contracts state that, you know, others, I mean, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, they have, yes, they have guaranteed contracts. Brock Lesnar, you're getting $12 million this year for the WWE not to use you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Edge was given a three-year deal where each year he wrestles in two matches and makes 25 appearances guaranteed. Well, yep. if he only makes, if he's not injured, which he is now, but if he's not injured and he just only does 20 appearances, he hasn't fulfilled his contract. WWE can keep him under contract without paying him until he fulfills those five dates that are in his contract. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, Paul. Thanks for watching. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, that that's true. I mean, you know, you got 25 appearances. You know, if you show up for 20, you know, you still get paid for the 20 that you showed up to. But you still got five more that you've got to meet for your contract. And, if you know, I mean, I think one of his appearances is at this year's Royal Rumble. Well, once again, he's injured, so that's right. taken out of the equation. I mean, those are, you know, you got hurt, you know, at work. You didn't lose your job. You still got paid while you were hurt. Um. But I got hurt, not at work, had an amputation, and I lost my job. Yep. You know? Well, another, another one I think right now, and you can probably um, throw some two cents in because, like I said, you, you've seen more of Raw and SmackDown than I have. But I think what's-his-name's getting lost under the radar as well, too, is Buddy Murphy. And I mean, when the whole, the whole Mysterio family has has disappeared. Yep. You know. Yep. Donald, yes, probably should be rebranded, and maybe Daryl Daddy could mentor him down in NXT and let him get some seasoning down there. Yep. Um, because he needs it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. You know, I remember in his debut um, was the same weekend that Pat McAfee debuted his in-ring uh, match in NXT, and that was the whole debate: who had a better performance? Well, sorry for Dominic, it was all downhill from there. Right. Um, you know, he can do you know the the six one nine, but it's time for him to to start being Dominic, not Dominic Mysterio. Right. Yep. And, you know, time to, and you see, that's always the problem when you're a second or third generation superstar in the WWE, because you're being held in such high regard that, you know, because who came before you, they're expecting so much more. Yeah, exactly. And that's not just in wrestling. Right. I mean, that's in you know, professional sports in general. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's very rare that the offspring 
of a legend um, or a Hall of Famer lives up to their predecessor. Um, the only, I mean, there's a few exceptions. I mean, I think Peyton Manning turned out to be better than Archie. I think Ken Griffey Jr. turned out to be better than Ken Griffey Sr. Um, you know, so I mean, there are exceptions. I know people throw out other ones. Um, what the hell? Oh. I'm just, I'm getting notifications on my tablet of conversations I had on my phone at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I can see. And it's just like, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> the little nug just can't compare to the original Nugster. I mean, that's just another example there. Yep. That's Love you, Joe. That's that's yeah. You are you. That that is true. But um, yeah, and it's just a thing where, you know, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. Let Dominic be Dominic. Don't be Dominic Mysterio. Just be Dominic. And if they and if he needs to get more seasoning in NXT, then let him go. Send him down. Who knows when he come, if if they send him down. And he comes back up, he could probably be one of the greatest superstars of all time. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, but, but I'm just saying. Right. I mean, he could. Yep. I mean, there is potential with anybody, um, you know, to, to raise a level and be, you know, one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, Scale of one to ten, your opinion. What are the chances... Seven. What are, the, what are the chances John Cena shows up in the Royal Rumble? Um, only reason why I would even contemplate giving you an answer is because I did see something. Um, I don't remember... If it was a story I saw on YouTube or if it was a story that pulled up a video somewhere else, that there's a good possibility that John Cena is in the Royal Rumble and something happens in the Royal Rumble that leads him to a career versus career match against somebody at WrestleMania. Okay. So I don't know if you saw something along that lines, and that's why you're asking me? No, I didn't see anything along that line. What what made me think of it is because we haven't seen him. We haven't heard anything from him. Nobody's mentioned him. Nobody's, you know, said anything. And to me, because we haven't seen him in so long, we haven't heard from him in so long, if he showed up at the Royal Rumble, to me, that'd be like an oh-my-God moment. John Cena. Yeah. The match that I read that was trying to be sold um, <clears throat> was at some point John Cena and Triple H go face to face in the Royal Rumble, leading to maybe like a double elimination where they then hash it out and, and each get their WrestleMania send off right um with a one-on-one battle where it'd be career versus career 
where after the match is over, um, obviously the loser then what? retires, and the winner announces his retirement immediately after that match. Oh, okay, yep. I could, I, I could see something like that happening, yep. That's, excuse me, I just dropped my phone, and I can't get it to stand straight up again, so... I'll just sit here and hold it for the last few minutes of the show. And, um, yeah, so I was thinking about that, and it was like, you know, I wonder, you know, if he does show up, what kind of showing is he going to have? Because it's been, you know, it's been so long since we've seen him. And another thing, another thing too, was it you that mentioned to me um, in a conversation we had that WWE is going to be having another Saudi Arabia show? Um, I mean, I didn't mention that they were having um, a Saudi Arabia show. I mentioned WWE um, doing something in India. Oh, in India. Okay. All righty. I knew it was uh, something to that effect. Saudi Arabia, India. Okay. Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal the Singh brothers, and Davari um, are going to be there. And that's, hold on. Um, I think I have a screenshot of, no, I had a whole list of other people that were going to be in that match as well. Um I'm not in the match book that we're going to be at this two-hour show. Right. Um, I know Bing was listed. Um, Mysterio, Drew McIntyre. So it's not going to be only members of, you know, of India descent. Right. But, you know, they would definitely be involved. Okay. Has there been any... uh... Any um, rumblings? I know we talked about the thing with Damian Priest and uh, Rhea Ripley on the last show. Um, supposedly, Roman Reigns is going to block, you know, might block Damian Priest from coming to SmackDown, which he could end up on Raw. Um, but I, like I said, what I saw, what I saw from NXT. Uh, maybe I'll just watch it, the whole thing later on because uh, that Undisputed Era, um, not Undisputed Era, what's his name, Kyle O'Reilly, he came in to save Finn Balor, and I think you're going to see an alliance between them. I don't. I don't I don't see that at all. No? No, he's part of the Undisputed Era, and that that's something that those four guys, although I don't know where Bobby Fish has been. I don't, I don't know oh, if he got injured. Yeah, he or, had a pec injury. He had a pe- pectoral uh, injury. But the Undisputed Era is those those four guys. Okay. Um, I don't think one of them is going to align themselves with anybody else. Um, I think the next opponent for Finn Balor will be Pete Dunne, and then after that will be Karrion Cross. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a funny question. Okay. Scale of 1 to 10. Eo Shirai versus Horseface. <laughs> wow, well, I, I, I'm not even going to... Dignify it with an answer. Yeah, because 
there's there's so right. many other people in line for Io Shirai than her. When I saw her against Shotzi Blackheart, first of all, I never even heard of her to begin with. And when she came out, it was like, well, let's see what this one's got. And oh my God, it was so horrible. I can't even believe that NXT even put her on the show. I'm looking at it, it's all the botches. Uh, she doesn't know how to sell anything. It's like, and I think she won the match. I think Shotzi Blackheart got counted out or disqualified or something. I don't know. But it's no, like, no it's like you got to be kidding me. This girl's gonna I, hurt, I've hurt never herself. I've actually seen Indy Hartwell in a match, um, just with the little things she does when she's since she's been aligned with Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano, and uh, Austin right. Green in the, you know, the group The Way. Now, you mentioned the women's tag team, and they're going to be a good team, Tony Storm and uh, Mercedes Martinez. Well, I mean, that's if Mercedes Martinez can get off of her walker long enough to wrestle. <laughs> I mean, she's older than dirt. I mean... I saw the way she attacked Io Shirai, and I was like, okay. Um, so it looks like they're setting up um, for their takeover in February for a match between the two of them, and then likely holding off on Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai until WrestleMania weekend. Right, when they have their takeover that weekend. Right, and that's that's what I think we'll see Finn Balor and Karrion Cross, which I believe which I believe will be a classic. Right. Um, oh, okay. Now, so the only question I have is with the Dusty Rhodes Cup for the men. Yeah. The winner gets a title shot at the NXT Tag Team Titles. Yeah. It's the winner of the Dusty Rhodes Cup for the women get a shot at the. Main? I, I don't know. Uh, the main tag titles, or is this just for bragging rights? Or are they going to be donning an NXT women's tag team title? Don't know. That would, I don't know yet. It would be interesting to see. I, I, and if they do bring in a women's an NXT women's tag team title, why not crown the champions in the finals of their Dusty Rhodes tournament? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's the prize to win the Dusty Rhodes Women's Cup. Right. Um, or just they get a trophy saying they won, you know, like the King of the Ring. You don't get shit. You don't get a title shot. You don't get anything. You just get, you know, a crown, a scepter, and an ugly robe. Right. You know, and get to sit in a throne for 42 seconds of TV time. <laughs> yep. You know, you don't, you don't get anything. Right. So, yeah, so we're just going to have to see what they're going to do with the tag team, what they're going to do with that, with that tournament and uh, see where NXT is going to evolve and expand again as they move forward. Same thing with Raw, same thing with SmackDown. Um, looking forward to seeing SmackDown again uh, this, uh, this week when they, uh, when they play it on Hulu. Uh, is there any major things happening on SmackDown this week that they've advertised or nothing that I've seen as of yet. Yeah, me neither. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I saw something in relation to Adam Pierce and Roman Reigns. Um, 
didn't see anything, you know, official. All righty. All right, Greg, before we close before we close the show this evening, yes or no, we see Seth Rollins at the Rumble? Um, I think we see him before the Rumble. Okay. What about Becky Lynch? No, we no. don't see her until the Rumble, if, if then. I don't think we'll see Becky Lynch till WrestleMania. No, we, I mean, unfortunately, they can't wait that long for Becky Lynch to make a return. Um... And you, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, what, so, I mean, in your vision, what do we see her, we don't see her until WrestleMania, literally, during WrestleMania, she comes out, and that's the first time we see her? Well, no, we'll see her around WrestleMania, but I think she, but I think when she shows up, she's going to show up on SmackDown. In what capacity? She'll do, uh like a run-in or something in, in a women's match and get in the champion's face and they'll go from there. Kind of like kind of like the thing with Ronda. What champion? Whoever the SmackDown champion, women's champion will be when she comes back. Will it be Sasha? <laughs> will it be Carmella? Okay. So... But I think, and I agree with you as well, I think we're going to see Seth Rollins before the Royal Rumble as well. I really think we're going to see Seth Rollins maybe maybe have something to do in the, in the title match with Roman Reigns. Maybe he'll, no, maybe he'll come out or maybe he'll they'll play his music or whatever just to get the... Fake crowd pumped up and exactly. Why are I mean, unless you're just I mean, you're not trying to wow the audience on Friday Night SmackDown or SmackDown Live. Sorry, who said Friday Night SmackDown? It's SmackDown Live now that it's on Fox. You're not trying to wow the audience. You don't need Seth Rollins to do a surprise run-in on a Roman Reigns match. I, I don't... To what? To... to uh, are they going to start a campaign with Seth Rollins and then you're going to have what? Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? You never know. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's the road to WrestleMania. Right. So feuds that are starting now usually go to WrestleMania. Yeah. And that's when feuds end or sometimes start is right around, right at WrestleMania. Yep. Yep. And, uh, well, we're just going to have to see where the WWE is going to go with the Royal Rumble and on the road to WrestleMania. Like I said, don't forget, January 24th. The Top Rope Report will be having as its special guest PAPW wrestler Big Jim Anderson. So you definitely want to tune in, hear what Jim's got to say. Um, Mr. Trivia kind of enjoys talking to Big Jim Anderson because he was the very first, uh, one of the very first interviews I ever did. My very first interview I did before the Nokester joined the show was MLW star Richard Holiday. 
So Big Jim Anderson will be joining us again, like I said, on the 24th of January, and then the Royal Rumble on the 31st. So, Greg, any uh, closing comments before we close down tonight? So we're not doing another show until the 24th? Oh, no, we're doing another show on Sunday. Yep. No, you, we can. We'll we'll tune in. You know, they can tune in on the on the seventeenth, January the seventeenth. Uh, yeah, seventeenth. Got my days mixed up there. Uh, Top Rope Report will be doing their usual Sunday morning show on the seventeenth. So don't forget to tune in. We'll have uh, SmackDown news as well as Royal Rumble news and whatever else has been happening in wrestling for the for the rest of the week. So, on behalf of the Nokster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you all Sunday at 10 a.m. There we go. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.